Hey everybody, Laura Desiree here and welcome to Licked and Loaded. I love a good storyteller. It's such an important exchange in this, in this experience of life. Being good at it is also such a thrill when you're on the receiving end. A good storyteller is someone who uh, includes all of the, the visceral details, all of the uh, subliminal details, and of course, the reflective work that shows how that experience shaped them, how that experience transformed them, how it carved them further into the human we see before us today. And that's really the most appropriate precursor I could think of uh, for today's special guest. She's quite a storyteller, an artist of, of absolute boundless artistry. I, I was so honored to sit and chat with the incredible Masumi Max. Masumi Max, hello. Hello. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to let everyone uh, who is listening to this know that uh, you need to get the video version because Masumi just gave us a hello from her right breast and her left breast. So. All four nipples. <laughs> Actually, four. See, look. And we have them pierced. Oh, wow. I, um, when I went to my doctor, he was like, do you want me to remove your extra nipples, superfluous nipples? Oh. I was like, no, why? He said, well, if you ever get pregnant, they might develop and you will lactate. You will lactate out of all four because he said that there's actually breast tissue there. Yeah. So those are, those are real, They're natural. Real second a uh, second pair of nipples yes some people think they're just surface piercings i'm like no 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 these are real the special time of the month they get a bit sore and tender wow. <laughs> it's incredible how symmetrical they are people usually only get one mm -hmm. extra nipple if they get an extra nipple at all and they get it like down here yeah there's one person i googled it because i wanted to see if there's anyone else with four nipples that were symmetrical and there's a celebrity but I can't remember his name. It's like Harry, what is it? Harry Childs or- Harry Styles. Styles. <laughs> I already know it. He is a child though. So Harry Childs is close enough. Harry Childs. That sounds really messed up. <laughs> he has a set of, of, of uh, secondary nipples? Apparently just like mine, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, pretty rare. Yeah, it was a big deal when we learned Marky Mark had a a, a disposable yeah. extra nipple, right? <laughs> disposable. <laughs> it's not like the detachable penis, you know. It's, right. You know, it's real. <laughs> I, I just I I love the insight we just had on the fact that they do have a sensitivity to them. Yep. They can feel, and they are adorned beautifully. My goodness. I like how. The minute we start, we just start talking about nipples. Well, That's yeah. just great. Oh yeah. my God, Masumi, are you kidding me? I know enough about you to know that we were gonna start with a bang. This was gonna be <laughs> something right out of the gate was gonna be, you know, a, a like buzz. 
It's amazing. We've that that must make for a lot of nip slips. Um, the funny thing is, when I was a kid, my father was away a lot, and he was in the military, and he was stationed away for like six months or something. And when he came home, he just saw me like wearing a tank top. He's like, "Your nipples are hanging out." I'm like, "These aren't nipples." <laughs> but yes. Sometimes my photos get taken down from Facebook, but that's usually when it's my face. <laughs> I did, I know, Facebook, right? Yeah, it's great. I love this. They put it back up because I'll dispute it. You know, I, I'm like, no, this is my face. Um, I did, a, I have an alter ego called Spider Lady mm. where I built this prop and it's for my stage shows, but it drives like it goes 12 miles an hour. Um, I performed at the Hard Rock once where I drove around, uh, what do you call them, tombstones? Yeah. But anyway, um, I did a photo shoot where I had a bunch of eyeballs and prosthetics and it was, we just showed the face and Facebook went, we do not allow sexual intercourse on Facebook. Because you had eyeballs on your face. So I disputed it and I went, please have a human look at this because there is no intercourse going on. I am a spider. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got I, this guy like who works at Facebook was like, I agree with you. There is no sexual intercourse going on here. <laughs> he set it back up. Maybe some eye fucking. Maybe yeah, just some eye fucking. What the, what, what, what is Facebook seeing, you know? Yeah. And oh, and I have my lips banned. Why were your lips on what platform? Facebook? Facebook. What was the reasoning? Sexual intercourse? No, this time it was uh, nudity. Because of your lips. Were they, framed? were they framed like a vulva? They, they, no, no. I own a small makeup company and the way to advertise lipstick, I thought, was on my lips. Yeah. And I cut away all the skin. Just if you check out the site, you'll see all the lips are just floating. Um, so that, you know, there's no distractions. It's just lips. Yeah. And my friend turned, uh, as a joke, after I told her it, it got, um, flagged, she turned it sideways and then put hair on it. She's like, maybe they thought it was this. <laughs> and I've, I've seen that. I've seen that in a, a couple different, like, um, I don't know if they were ad campaigns, but yes, if you turn the lips to yeah. the side, I didn't do that. My lips were facing the right way. Well, maybe and people are laying down on their side when they're going through your stuff. <laughs> I didn't think my lips looked like those lips, but um, I disputed that as well because yeah. the makeup company is a business account. And this woman was like, I keep trying to reverse this, but Facebook is arguing with her as well. She works at Facebook and she's trying to reverse it, reverse it. They finally like got my lips reinstated, but, it, but I still have problems. Yeah. Uh, to do Facebook, to do Instagram shopping, you have to have a Facebook shop. And once in a while, my lips get flagged again and I have to like report it yeah. or appeal, appeal. Yeah. And that's an endless, it's an endless, exhausting battle. But, you know, we kind of have to, we got to be up for it if we want to be successful on these platforms, unfortunately. And I well, do. I do want to get into uh, all of your social media experiences right. because everyone with any connection to the adult industry has had a very, you know, yes. a, a very familiar battle. I'll say that. Oh yeah. 
But Masumi, for people that are, oh, I'm sorry, love, please. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just breathing. <laughs> We're both eagerly leaning into the cameras here. so much to tell you. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. But I want for all of our viewers that know the name Masumi Max, but don't have the full scoop. How would you describe your legacy in all these many industries? I mean, from uh, burlesque to fetish to the adult industry to cosmetics. How do you summarize Masumi Max? I don't know. I think um, I just have a lot of interests. And whenever I'm really interested in something, I get passionate about it and then I dive right in, you know? Um, I don't hold back, you know, like, oh, I like pinup, I'll try that, I'll do that, you know? In fact, like some of my first shoots were pinup, like in the early 90s. I even shot with Mamie Van Doren, who's a pinup legend. Wow, yes. Yeah. And I'm one of the regular muses for Olivia, who's um, a very well-known pinup artist. And I'm not what people would say is like a traditional pinup, you know, like Dita is more traditional. And when people think of me, they don't always say pinup because I don't always like reenact like um, traditional pinup stuff, you know, right. but as my husband said, if people are pinning your photos to the wall, you are technically a modern pinup, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we oftentimes automatically associate pinup with that classic 50s Americana right. culture. But, you know, pinup, I'm with him on that. If it's going up on a wall, hello, you made it. It's something people want to look at and maybe feel a little arousal to. I get a lot of um, emails and handwritten letters from people in the military that actually have me hanging on their walls and prison. But still, that makes me a modern pinup, you know, yeah. so... <laughs> wow. But cool um the the wildest was Chopper, that famous famous uh famous how would you say? How would you say? <laughs> how do you say? But yeah, he used to write me letters, fan letters. They were very polite, you know, they weren't um what you would expect from someone in prison, but they were always polite and wait, wait, wait. Clarify Chopper. <laughs> Tell us this story. This is, this is I'm already mouthwatering. Yes. He, this is the guy who cut off his ear. Um, he's pretty well known. Um, but uh, I don't really know his crimes, but he is like one of the more well-known people in prison that have written to me. Um, but yeah, so I, I get all, I have a very wide fan base. And they have to be, because if you think about it, some of the more successful personalities out there have a specific thing going on. Even if they do branch off in, in some, some way, when you think of certain people, you think of them in this, you know, like, you know, this is the classy pinup, this is the traditional burlesque performer. Um, but because I do a lot of things, um, I've been on a lot of, uh fetish magazine covers yeah i model for a lot of fetish clothing companies then the same for pinup then the same for cars and the funny thing is there was one year i was on the cover of performance auto and sound import tuner which are like you know race cars and stuff yeah. but at the same time i was doing pinup and classic cars wow. and this one time i was the 
official vampire spokesmodel handpicked by Myla Nurmi herself. And I had to paint myself white for a fetish event that ended at 4 a.m., then rushed to the airport at like 6 a.m., still in the white paint and the, you know, the, the whole look, go straight to the Peterson Auto, Auto Museum. Oh my God. Take a shower and then do a spray tan and turn into a tan import car model. It was a rough weekend, but I could do it because I was super young. And now the thought of doing something like that with no sleep just horrifies me. <laughs> but it's amazing what what fuels us to actually yeah. do that. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's Legends League. You know, yeah, that's, that's I, I don't like canceling. I don't like rescheduling. Yeah. I will do yeah. everything in my power to do a, you know do my commitments. You know, would you so. say that's a key to your success? probably showing up, you know? And in fact, back then when I started, we didn't have social media. So there was no like clout, there was no this, that, whatever. I got discovered, well, I don't know. I got discovered several different times in different ways, but for performing and stuff, there was a, well, let, let, if I go way back to the very first, Mm. <laughs> this is I, I was gonna say you know out of all of these ventures which came first and of course like how how did you decide you know what i'm not gonna go with the regular nine to five life i want to pursue this whatever this is what was it okay i got i ran away from home when i was 15 but i was trying to be a responsible adult i wanted to get a job have my own place and just not have to deal with family anymore. So I bought a Greyhound ticket with my friend at like 15, went to Washington, tried to live in a cabin in the woods in Gig Harbor. And the way CPS found me is I applied for a job at Denny's, the Gothic Denny's. It was like the cool happening place over there at the time. And my social security pulled up missing persons alert. And so they brought me back to Vegas. Then my dad kicked me out shortly after. And I tried, I had two jobs. Well, I had several jobs. I worked at a dollar store for the register. I worked at Little Caesars Pizza. And I, I also did telemarketing hmm. um, and I went to high school. So I was juggling all these things, but then I started falling asleep during high school, which didn't really help. Um, and when I turned 18, my friend called me to wish me happy birthday and asked me how I was doing. I was like, oh my God, I'm working so much. <laughs> and she's like, why don't you come down to the strip club that I work at? I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I'm way too shy, you know, way too shy. And she's like, just come, but you're going to have to wear a wig. Because at the time I had, uh, I was super in the tank girl and I had like all of her hairstyles. Like every week it was a different thing. And when I ran out of hair, I just glued, super glued extensions to my actual scalp. Oh my God. And she's like, you're going to have to wear a wig and cover up your piercings. So I took mm. out, I had a lot of stuff pierced. I just took the, the ends off mm. and um, I went down to the strip club and, you know, I didn't know how things worked, but I'm this cute 18 year old with a blonde wig on, right? <laughs> They're like, you're hired, right? And they just like, go on stage. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> so 
So I, I go on stage and I, I, I freeze, but my version of freezing is turning my back to the audience and twerking. And this is before the word twerking was invented. I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. I just started shaking that ass so hard that my wig fell off. And the manager picked up the wig and just handed it to me. I was like, oh shit, I'm fired. Put it back on, just kept shaking my ass. Yeah. When my music ended, you know, the crowd was clapping. I think they could tell that I was this nervous, you know, young person. And I got off stage and the manager was like, Drew Barrymore wants lap dances from you. And I'm like, what? Wow. Huh? She wasn't, she wasn't old enough to be in the club either at the time. Wow. I, I say either. I was the club. If you were under 21, you could be 18. I was 18. I'm like, wait. <laughs> Um, they would put a wristband or an X on us. Yeah. And on the way out, they actually had a real cop at the back of the club that would breathalyze you. And if you showed up with alcohol, you'd get in trouble and, and stuff like that. So, um, but as a, as a client, uh, as a customer, you had to be 21. So of course. she wasn't yet, but, um, we were, I, I just remember I was like, what? I don't know how to do lap dances, but I'll go try. And I went down there and she had her booth and she's like, can I wear your wig? I'm like, sure, here. And I just like was dancing for her. And like that week moved really fast because this club was one of the more elite clubs in Las Vegas. It's no longer there anymore. It was called Club Paradise. And they used to have a lot of celebrities and um, they also had a group of girls that didn't actually work work there they only turned up to do the midnight shows where they would come out and do Viva Las Vegas and they would do like this whole like production all throughout the club with video cameras and and screens everywhere well they saw me and they were like we think you'd be perfect to be a feature I'm like what is that you know and they were like well we will teach you how to perform we'll come up with a, a performance for you and you'll be a feature you'll get paid and you're, you won't be on the same schedule like the other girls you can come and go but you have to be here at a specific time for your shows mm -hmm. and when i became a feature they're the ones who taught me how to eat fire wow so i learned a lot of stuff right away and i used to be terrified of fire too and it didn't help that the guy who taught me how to eat fire he was their stagehand who did dealt with a lot of um, the technical stuff when he showed me his beard caught on fire oh, come on but he didn't freak out he just went and when this happens and he just grabbed a, a damp towel and just went you cut off the oxygen i'm yeah. like oh okay and i think because i saw his reaction when i caught on fire my first time on stage because i didn't know when he handed me the torch that i was supposed to flick it to get <laughs> the excess fuel off so I'm eating this torch and it won't go out because it's reigniting off of my neck. Oh my God. And I look in the mirrors and I just see I'm on fire. So I just go and I go like this and he hands me the towel and I put it out. Unfortunately, I didn't feel anything until it was already like really bad. Mm. So I still finished the routine, but I had to take some time off because I had like gray blisters everywhere. They didn't turn up right away. They actually turned up much later. But when I got off stage, the adrenaline wore off. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. Yeah. But, um, but that's how featuring started. 
And then I'm not quite sure how, but around that time I started performing for a uh, torture guard. Oh, I know, I know how this happened because this is all before I started modeling, but it all happened within that year. Right. This guy came in wearing this cowboy hat, looking a bit dodgy, was staring at me on stage. And I'm like, this guy creeps me out. Manager's like, he owns a very big strip club clothing company and he wants you to model for him. I'm like, for real? Does he really want me to model for him? And when I met him, I realized he was totally harmless. Like he actually showed me how to walk on the catwalk and yeah. like the way he did it was just so funny. Um, he He's the one that gave me my break. He hired me to work his booth at the International Lingerie Show. And he also hired me to walk on the catwalk where they only had agency models. Mm. And the lady was really upset about it. And he's like, fine, I'll just pull on my clothes, which meant pulling his account. And she was like, fine, show her how to walk. And, you know, he's, I, I just remember him just going, all right, so you're gonna like, you know, kind of like what you do on stage, but keep the clothes on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and when I got off stage, well, when I was on stage modeling the clothes, every time I came out, I guess I had a, I didn't have the proper training like the other girls did. So I had more attitude on stage. Like I'd throw my flow into the crowd and, yeah. and people were like cheering and stuff. Like I, I started getting really comfortable being in front of people on stage. Um, I got off stage and people started handing me business cards because that's how it worked back then. Yeah. Like, call me, we want to book you. And then that's how I met the owners of Fetish Factory, which was the first fetish uh, event that I ever performed for. And then that opened the door to Torture Garden in London, Japan. I, I, so most of my success would come from follow up and show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people gave me their info. I always followed up. Torture Garden. It's funny. I always see that they're, if not the first, they're one of the first to like and comment your stuff that you post on <laughs> yeah. Instagram, right? It's almost immediate. Yeah. And I know that they you have new owners now, though. Oh, do they? Yeah, because I used to deal with uh, the original owners, mm. Dave and Ellen. And mm. now there's new owners who I've met through online now. Um, I haven't actually performed for the, for Torture Garden under the new ownership. Is there going to be it's because COVID happened everything, sure. you know? Yeah, and yeah. we will be going back to, you know, in the flesh events, hopefully. Yeah. And Torture Garden yeah. is certainly one of those. I've never been to one of their events, but it's one that I'm desperate to go to and experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of shows would you do with them? Like, what's, what's um, the most outrageous that you would have put on their stage? The most outrageous thing I've ever done with Torture Garden, they used to get booked for this event called Erotica in London. Yeah. And the way they got publicity was they would break a rule when they would show the council what we were going to do, because we had to have stuff approved before we could do things before the event actually launched. It was like a three to four day event, but it was a big uh, convention as well. Mm -hmm. Like there was a lot of vendors. Um, the comparable would be like I can't think of anything. Exotica or Venus or like Exotica, but much bigger, yeah. much bigger. I mean, one year they hired Dita and they brought all, all her props over, you know, oh my, it that's was a massive. Lot. 
That's a lot. We had rotating stages. Yeah. Um, um, so Where was this show? This was in London. London. Yeah. Yeah. And they wanted us to get on the cover of, what was it, Daily Mirror or something like that. One of their magazine, uh, not magazines, newspapers. Yeah. For being wild and crazy. So my girlfriend, Lucy Fire, there weren't that many fire performers that I knew of back then. And the fetish scene was very small. So me and Lucy got booked everywhere together. Mm. So we ended up coming up with shows together and we would also do solo acts. But anyway, she goes, I have an idea. And her idea is that I stick a lit torch up her crotch. Yeah, fucking crazy. So, <laughs> so you know, we got fined and we got on the cover of the newspaper because, you know, the council's sitting there and I'm like. <laughs> what was the preparation to, to achieve this, to do this the right way? I mean, was there any injury? You, it's been 20 I, I years, so I can definitely tell you, right? Um, she had a fake vagina, sort of. Mm. I mean, I, I'm sure she probably still felt the heat, but it was like a cigar tube mm. with like fake hair. <laughs> wow. And I just, I, it was in her. It's just the fire didn't touch the inside. No, it had her, like a sheath, know. like a protective sheath. And yeah. And the minute um, you cut the oxygen on fire, it goes out. So yeah. But we achieved the goal. Yeah, that made the cover. <laughs> so it's very different over in Europe than it is yeah. in the US. That would have gotten us arrested here, yeah. you know, for public lewdness or something. But <laughs> I'm telling you right now, there's no way I could do that for Torture Guard in the US, you know? Right. But in England, you know, at the time they had like page three girls, you know, where in the regular newspaper, regular newspaper, you open it up, there's a nude girl right there, you know? Yeah. No, it's it's an entirely different culture of accepting and and yeah. you know just being okay to, yeah, to okay with the public site. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They have it yeah. way better over there. Let's say that their censorship doesn't doesn't isn't as brutal as it is here in North America. No, it's so wild. It's it's. I mean, I still can't believe it. That wasn't my idea. I'm just saying, I would have just been like, let's. Um, I have no idea what I what it came up with but her idea was wild <laughs> but you're 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 a, you're an organic genuine kinkster yourself well um that same event different year me and her got so drunk off of gin that she didn't make it to one of the days i showed up and the way we traveled over there is always by tube not a special car or anything like that no, so I'm sitting there like, <laughs> and guess what my opening is for this, this big production. We have two rotating stages. Yeah. And the main part, me and her are supposed to be on the rotating stages. No, oh, I, no. oh, not just that, but I'm supposed to be doing a chest stand with my legs over no, here. Come on. Yep. So I'm laying in the back, hair and makeup ready, laying in a pile of clothes and suitcases. And they're like, assuming you're on. I get up, I throw up in the trash can, wipe my face, but I didn't realize people saw me wiping my face as I got onto the stage. Oh shit. They thought I was just wiping it because I slobbered in my sleep. Yeah. But uh yep, I flipped my legs over, chest is flat on the ground, and I'm looking through my feet like, oh kill me now. Oh kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like a it's like a, a game at a county fair or something. Who's gonna get the face full of yak, right? <laughs> no, but her side was rotating. No one was there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's a very visceral memory, you know. Like that's God. There's been some tough times I've powered through. I swear to God. This other time, they put the trapeze artist a bit too low. And I was dressed up like a latex toy soldier, not paying attention. I do exactly as we did in rehearsals. I walk straight out, get fucking kicked right in the head. Oof. And you see, it's on video because um, the promoter for Smack, which is the fetish event in New York, hmm. at the time was filming it in the audience. He never met me before. He's just filming. Well, he's filming the whole event. But I come out, get kicked in the head. He caught it. I still have that footage. Both of my feet go straight in the air. And you can hear people going, wow, that, she's a really good actor. Cause they thought it was part of the act. You know, toy soldier kicked in the head, feet go up. My friend Lucy is dancing with an umbrella and she's still doing the choreography, but going, are you all right? Hey, are you okay? Like dancing around, me. <laughs> like nudging me. I had a concussion. I was just laying on the floor. I get back up. But the way I got back up was kind of like a bobblehead. And I just went on with the rest of the routine. When I got off stage, uh, the ambulance, everything was already back there because I had dirt in my eye. My entire face swelled up. The bridge of my nose was gone. And I was like, like, just, and then the next day I was supposed to do something with PlayStation. I had to cancel because my eyes were just so swollen and black. Ooh. You thrive like, in yeah. chaos. It's, it's but that's that's how I got my bookings in New York, though, because he thought it was impressive that I got back up. But he also wasn't sure if that was part of the routine until he spoke to me. And I was like, no, no, I, I literally ate shit. That hurt. <laughs> I, and to this day, I can't really feel this eyebrow. <laughs> I really can't. Like when I pluck or something, there's nothing. Perfect. Sometimes my toe will twitch. Like, you know, I'll like pluck <laughs> Or I'll feel it in my tailbone. I'm like, whoa, that's weird, you know? It's not natural. I'm telling you, some things got rewired here. <laughs> I mean, how how many years of your life have been spent going that <laughs> hardcore? What what is the what's the repercussion? Oh. What's the consequence in living, you know, just so involved and, and thriving in the chaos <laughs> like that? Well, it all starts when I was in diapers. For some reason, my parents let me play with a bowl of water and a Barbie in front of a light socket in Korea, where the power is a lot stronger. And I, I was like, my Barbie's wet. Oh, that looks like a great place to let her dry off. And I stuck her feet in. And I was like, my dad had actually kicked me away from the wall because he couldn't touch me, you know? And, and I had, like, my hair was fried for the longest time. But yeah, I was still in diapers when that happened. Didn't take away my smile, though. I had the ugliest smile as a kid. I had, like, my two front teeth. And I was like, with my hair all fried. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, would you say that's one of your earliest memories? <laughs> that, that, that is one of my, yes. Yeah, it's a very strong memory because I can still remember the pain. I've electrocuted myself so many times, but that was the worst. And it was the first. 
like when I lived in the Philippines, I, I had this bad habit. I would like be doing the dishes by hand and then I'd go to unplug something and then this lightning bolt would come out of the wall and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I could pull myself away. But when I was in diapers, I could not. I just remember being like, <laughs> yeah, I think some stuff got rewired that day. That's what I mean, happened. Your body, your body has just experienced more than fleets of people could ever <laughs> imagine. Is there one standout bodily experience, something that's happened to you that would be the biggest impact, whether that's pain, whether that's just sensation in general? I mean, what would be, what comes to mind as the most you've put your body through for the sake of your art? Oh, I've burned myself many times. There was this one time I burned my mouth so bad a lot of rumors too about me having fake lips because I sometimes I have to have bandages. Hmm. Um, this is early on. I do stupid things. Like I did this thing for Wavefront in Chicago. And I'll show you the picture later and you'll see what I'm talking about. I go on the stage, it's windy, it's Chicago. Yeah. And I take this fire torch from one of the fire performers and I go, this is how you do it. I get on the ground. Now all I'm wearing is electrical tape. I do a pretty back bend and I put the torch in my mouth and I hold it in my teeth because that's one of my stunts on stage. But on stage, I tell them to turn the wind off, uh, not the wind, <laughs> turn, the wind turn the wind in the sun off. But, but I tell them to turn the air conditioner off or any fans so that the, the flame doesn't move. Well, I'll do anything for a great shot. So I'm, I can feel the fire, the wind blowing this way. I was burning my bottom lip. And I'm like, honey, did you get the shot? <laughs> My husband's taking pictures and he actually did. It's a really great shot when I posted it. Everyone appreciated it, which I'm glad they did, or else I would have murdered people through the internet for not appreciating the fact that I had third degree burns on my lips, like right in the center. Luckily, it burned directly in the middle because I thought I was going to have a huge scar there, but I was yeah. like, oh, it's in the middle, you know? But that, that one was, would be like, in the middle of my middle-ish of my career, I guess. But that that was really painful. And I'd walk around with a bandage. We also had to go somewhere where we had to go through customs and they wanted to see what was under the bandage. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and they're like, oh God, cover that up, you know? Yeah. I thought I was gonna have to actually get filler to fill in the middle part, but my lips bounced back. It might just be scar tissue because I've had this pierced a few times and it always comes out a bit crooked because the scar tissue inside so that was um that was uh, i would say lesson but nothing's really nothing really sticks because i keep doing that trick mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. but i don't think i'll do it in the wind you know again that was pretty brutal um it's not that great for your teeth either but it looks really cool when you're just holding a torch in your teeth and your hands are like back here, you know, it looks I great. Wanna see, I wanna see that image later. Yeah. I, I, I wanna see that, sounds iconic. And I guess I need footage too, cause when it goes right, when you take the torch out, you, you, you always burn a little bit and the inside of your mouth will be white, yeah. like cause it's the layer of skin that burns, but it yeah. heals very fast. If it's the inside of your mouth, the outside, not so much. It takes a long time to heal. Um, when it goes right, cause you have to keep your head tilted back, Hmm. and there, there's no breeze 
when you take the torch out, you can actually use the vapors of fuel that's in your mouth to breathe fire. And it looks really cool. I've seen that and it blows my mind every single time. It's, it's yeah. just, it's something you don't, you don't see a human do and then yeah. a human does it and you, you start believing in alternate universes and, and magical powers and whatnot. It's I've true. burned fire before because yeah. <laughs> wow. you, you're, you're, you're inhaling and sometimes swallowing the vapors. You know, when you accidentally swallow air and it kind of hurts, you're like, oh man, and then you burp. Well, yeah, you can burp your vapors. It's like, air, I, mean, I call it air lock. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can literally burp it back up in flame. Yeah. I, think, I think Jim Carrey does that in The Mask. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's real though. No, it's an homage to you though. And gummo. Is it gummo? gummo yes. They fart fire. Yeah. yeah. That's real. Yep. Okay, Masumi, for someone who lives life so physically and like has all of this history being such a physical human being, what satisfies you in today's techni technological digital world? Oh, well, there's more to what I do because um, we've only scratched the surface of the <laughs> aesthetic type things, you right. know, the, the performance, the modeling, stuff like that. Um, when I was 18, I met Julie Strain through the guy who hired me to be a model. Um, okay. He hired her and me to model for their catalog. I still have the catalog. I had a little forehead tattoo and a demon on my belly. Wow. I've had a lot of tattoo removal done and rework. And she was like, you know what you need? And she was very tall. You know, you need a website. I'm like, a what? What is that? You know, I didn't know what that was. 18, I don't know. She's like, well, I'm gonna introduce you to my webmaster and she'll make you a website, a pay site. So I had a pay site very early on. And this was around the time Danny's hard drive was like huge. Mm. I don't know if people still know what that is, but that mm. was one of the earlier pay sites. And unfortunately the lady who was our webmaster went a bit cuckoo and what, how do you say, she, like stole our names. I had masumi.com and juliestrain and juliestrain.com. And I didn't know, cause I bought the domain names, but I gave her the passwords to my domain names and not, I should have just, now, now I would never do that. In fact, I don't let people let me, do, like, I don't like it when they want me to make them a website and they give me their domain name password. I'm like, no, 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 unless, they're like a close friend, you know, and yes. they really don't know how to change the DNS or something. But she went crazy and demanded that we give her 10 to 20K to get her names back. And I was like, screw that. I'll just make my own website. I didn't know how to make a website. So I had a friend help me. And this is like when you could like, like back then when you're like, oh, wow, I just made my name with flame. Yeah. <laughs> There's I miss those sites. She showed me the basics, right? And then from there, I self-taught myself coding, programming, all of it. And what really inspired me was that movie Hackers with Angelina Jolie. I was like, yeah. oh, she's such a badass. And the person I was with at the time was misogynistic mm. and also a hypocrite. Like he owned a tattoo shop and I wanted tattoos. He's like, no, 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 girls, you know, you, he'll ruin your career. He had no idea what would happen years <laughs> later, right? Now people have face tattoos, everything's cool. Oh, yeah. But um, he also wouldn't teach me anything about computers or websites. 
So I'd go over to my friend of Cole's house and she would teach me. She'd be like, blah, 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 this is how you do this, this, you know. And then I, I started teaching myself whenever I saw a website that was cool. The way I taught myself was, can I make this? So I would get on Dreamweaver, I would view source and I would study the code and I would try to make the same exact website because that's how you learn. And I'm like, well, I just figured that out. If I see a menu I liked, I would view source and then I would download the JavaScript and figure it all out. Teach yourself and, the code. Yeah. So it's I'm uh I have 20 years experience now and I I and oh and another thing is the hosting company I use. Oh yeah, I forgot to say when that lady took masumi.com, I bought masumimax.com. There you go. But I also bought the wrong spelling because people could never spell my name right. Then I gave up on that. I kept my names, but then I bought IamTrouble.com because that just seems so much easier. And I still have that. And recently I changed it to BadMax.com because mm. I thought that sounded good, you know? Yeah, like, and Masumi Max is my real birth name. Max is my real father, my father's last name, my real family name. It's not made up. I've had stage names, but only as a stripper. Mm. And, uh, but um, so when the lady kept our sites hostage, I was like, screw that, I'll just make my own. And then I became webmaster for my ex. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I started getting good at it. Um, so, so there's a little, there's a lot of tech side of me that a lot of people don't know. In fact, when I tell them all they hear is blah, 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 because they're looking at my boobs, you know? <laughs> But if you look at I am deadly, well, right now sites are so much easier now because you have Shopify, but still I use what I know to customize. I know how to mm. customize, make things work. I still get emails from other people going, how did you get this swatch to work with the image thing, this, that, whatever? Because, uh, you know, some of these predetermined templates or whatever, they come with the ability to change, but you have to know code. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you so, learned that shit way back. Yes, stick yes. with it, right? Like if I don't know, I can learn because there's always like a process, you know. So yeah. it's almost like learning another language. Yes. So you have HTML, which would be English, then you have JavaScript, which would be like Spanish, then you have PHP, which would be like Russian, you know, and then you have Japanese, which is different characters, and that would be the more advanced stuff, you know, like I'm server. just I'm mute in that whole world. I'm I'm mute in that. <laughs> You're not world. You. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm I don't know. Yeah, I I cannot. I can hardly manage a drop down menu. Okay, I'm like, oh, here we go. Thank you. So but, but I, what, I, what I try to tell people is, um, you know, you could buy something to make a model car. Yep. Or no, like you know, like you can go somewhere and get your car fixed, like the brakes fixed or something. Yeah. I can make the entire car from scratch. That's that's what I mean by I know how to make websites. I can make from scratch. Because what they think now is, oh, you know how to make, like some of my friends too are guilty of this. They'll think it's as easy as uploading something to Facebook. I'm like, yeah. no, no, it'd be like if I made Facebook. Yeah. You know? Like, well, nowadays everyone nothing. has generators. Like, there's all these generators now yeah. that yes, offer a template and you don't need but someone to. had to make the generator. That's, right. that's someone right. had to make the template. That's, that's what I can do. You know, You're so that right. makes me good with templates because I already know how to go in and change things in the back, you know, in the raw in the back end. Yeah. 
You ever go on the so, dark web? But that I enjoy doing that sort of thing. Like my husband has, well, when we first got married, he thought it was so weird. I'm like, ooh, I got a virus. It's like, that's good. I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll figure it out. This one time Norton Antivirus tried to hire me because I got rid of a, a I scolded them at first. I was like, you know, I pay for this service and I can't even find this virus mentioned anywhere yet. And they're like, that's because we didn't know it existed. <laughs> and I sent them instructions on how to remove it. You know, it wipes out, it just shuts down your computer. But yeah, I could go into nerd talk, but. You know. That's fucking fascinating. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, it's literally, it's a world I literally have no knowledge in whatsoever. Yeah. I am, I am terrified at how fast it's all advancing. It's yeah. an anxiety attack to think that, you know, there's something new, a new software I have to learn. And even something like a, a provided generator, even that will give me the yeah. GBs. Cause like, I, there's people that are so smart, like, you huh, know, like, like you think, well, I, I'm a problem solver and I can figure stuff out, but then there's people who just build these things that I have to figure out, you know, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's incredible how fast technology is moving. Um, yesterday, Morat shows me a picture. Was it yesterday or this morning where this comment said, surely that this wasn't taken in 2006. They didn't have cameras like that. And people were like, uh, Cameras have been around for a long time. <laughs> so it it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that there are people being born right now into all of this stuff mm -hmm. who have no concept of what life is like before. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah, there's people that they being able to go to school without like having to take a selfie and you know get some likes and I don't know. They don't remember the big gray Motorola cell phone, you know. I I'm appreciative that I got to experience what I call the dead zone of like no like I know internet was was being worked on when I was mm -hmm. a kid, but it wasn't like dominant like it is now. You know, mm -hmm. everything is the internet. You know, that's just it. Our yeah. entire worlds are the internet. Our phones are computers now. You know, yeah, that's... instead of a big house or a big building with giant machines. I mean, you must watch all of the Black Mirror episodes. Oh, yeah. I'm a super, super sci-fi nerd. Oh, I love sci-fi. Oh, my God. I have no idea why they changed it to, to S-Y-F-Y. I'm like, what, what, what is this S-Y? Then, then what's, what's the ultimate sci-fi, ultimate sci-fi film of all time, according to Masumi? Well, well, of course, Blade Runner. Yeah. OG Blade yeah. Runner, OG Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like, and for like horror, it has to be sci-fi horror. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, I hate those movies about the cabin in the woods, there's mm -hmm. college kids running, the girl always falls. And I know some of my friends are super into the slasher movies. Yeah. So when we watched The Cabin, I think it was called that, The Cabin, and it had a sci-fi element to it. I was like, okay, I can watch this, you know. Yeah. But I just remember seeing the title, like, I'm not gonna watch this. It literally says what it is. And then I realized that there was more to it. So I'm like, okay. But yes, I like horror if there's if it's clever, you know, if you think about it, Black Bear is horror. Yeah. But absolutely. it's it's clever and it's it's um 
sci-fi. We live in sci-fi right now. I have another alter ego too. It's called I'm Cybersex. And I wear I wear I wear a futuristic, like very futuristic looking outfit by Dvamp. Uh-huh. And it, it's uh, inspired by Soriyama and Geiger. So Okay. Per- Geiger. I mean, hello. Now I'm fucking hard. Thanks, Miss. <laughs> oh let's see like um i like pinup but i also like being a robot i think you're the intersection of those things though that's why love makes sense i love it all you know and i can't decide ever like i just posted recently like um i have this girlfriend danny divine she's pale moon gothic vampire (laughs) me i i go through phases i want to be tan i want to be in the sun oh now I'm, you know, if you look at my house, it's surrounded by coffins. And actually our house is like a combination of sun and moon. So like one side is like gray and black and the other side is gold and black. Like I, I like, I like both, you know, like, and I have Contrast zero schedule. Yeah. Like people are like, are you nocturnal? Like sometimes I'll go through a few months where I'm just up at night and I'll go to bed at 11 a.m. And right now I'm on my normal person schedule where I go to bed at like 10 or 11 p.m. Unless we go out, we live in Vegas. Sometimes we go out at 9 or 10 p.m. Right. And we go home at 11 a.m. And we're like, what the hell happened? Why is it so bright out? Well, that's because there's no no uh, curfew or no, there's probably a curfew, but I mean, there's no cutoff here. Right. You know, everything is open 24 hours. Yeah, you know, there's no sense, there's no real ticking of a clock at all. I mean, that's that's yeah. Vegas. Yeah. That's what's so beautiful and so dangerous about it, right? That's so irresistible. Yeah, like our favorite place to hang out, our local dive punk bar. I think they had someone who stayed in the bar for like seven days and then shot someone. I don't know, they didn't even know. <laughs> so like the I mean, double down. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have two. Double Down and the Dive Bar. Those are our two favorite punk dive bars. Yeah. <laughs> Masumi, you blow my mind. <laughs> this is why we couldn't reschedule. When you said Sunday, I wanted to say, girl, there's no way because we are going out Saturday for the CD album release. Girl, <laughs> girl you blow my mind so thoroughly that I'll be picking up the pieces. I'll be sweeping up the streets of my mind with the shattered remnants that you have, have littered it with because of, you know, your- You can your do this every mind. week because I have so many weird stories. I know, but it, it comes down to this end of day, end of, end of this life. What do you want to be famous for? What do you want to be remembered for? If there was uh, an etching in the tombstone, what would it say? Being awesome and fun to hang out with. I mean, <laughs> I I enjoy all the stuff I do. I enjoy the people. Like when I, when I do an event, I'm one of the few performers that will hang out in the crowd before and after. Sometimes mm. not before if I have a lot of stuff to put on. Yeah. I'm one of the people, like one of the last people to leave. Um, and I'm always like hanging out with people. I don't know. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Let's drink. You know, um, I, my creativity maybe cause I come up with weirdest shows like spider legs and <laughs> <laughs> you see me, what month are you born? March. 
end of March? I'm a Pisces. Oh, you're Pisces. March 12th. Pisces. Well, that's probably why I like the sun and the moon, you know, yeah. like the fishes that are <laughs> 69 or whatever they're doing. <laughs> looks like a yin yang sort of no i know but they're also 69ing i like that better i like that better wait i just found out i'm the only pisces who doesn't float just found out i mean go ahead yeah did you go to the and they have a wave pool (laughs) and i'm i don't swim very well my husband actually taught me how to swim but anyway, I'm, I'm like talking to our friend, but facing the opposite way of where the wave's going to come because I'm not expecting it yet. I thought I'd hear noise or people saying something. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm just engulfed with water. And I'm like, whoa, 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 still talking. And he thought I drowned and was like, what do I do? Do I go in after her? Like, what's going on? <laughs> after the water goes back down everyone in the pool and it was crowded was just staring at me like yo she didn't float man (laughs) everyone else went up with the wave and i was firmly planted on the ground (laughs) but but i feel like you would have thrived you would have thrived down there i feel like throw misumi on any surface of any planetary option out there and she'll do fine <laughs> you know? No, like um, I just didn't float. My dad tried to show me how to swim when I was a kid, which is why I'm scared of water. Because we were on a boat and he just threw me in the water. And I remember my mom picking me up by the hair, going, "That's not how you teach them." My mom is was Korean, and she's super. She was super aggressive. Like you don't just like shaking me out. You don't throw the kids in the ocean. <laughs> I did not learn how to swim. I actually started sinking, which is why she grabbed me by my hair, <laughs> which was easy to grab because it was big. Remember? <laughs> After the electrocution, right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Masumi, please document as much of your life as you possibly can in every possible format. We want to know it all. We want to have those details because they are special. They are fabulous. They tickle you so deeply. Masumi, where can our viewers get in touch with you online and explore all that you do? Um, well, the easiest way would be, okay, there's different ways. The easiest would be allmylinks.com slash my name because that would have everything, like if you're only interested in the, the films I've been in, there's IMDb links mm. and I've been in a wide variety of random stuff. Like that would just take too long to describe. Oh my God. Um, everything from David Lynch to fear factor <laughs> to this new vampire movie. I just filmed with Richie Ramone. Like, um, so all my links.com slash assuming max or my name. If you Google me, like my sites will come up first. And it's okay if you spell my name wrong. I've been online since the invention of the internet. And Google, <laughs> and Google will correct you and be like, did you mean? So go ahead. Spell yeah, but wrong. you implemented that, right? Like you went in the back oh, end. <laughs> the, longer, the longer you've been online, the more, um, there's a thing called the Wayback Machine. Mm-hmm. You can actually see what my first websites used to look like. Wow. You go to the waybackmachine.com. Or is it .org? I can't remember. Just type in Wayback Machine. Yeah. Uh, Google will tell you. Google's my friend. <laughs> Do you know, like, I almost went blonde during um, the lockdown. Yeah. And I asked Google. I was like, Google, Sumi, 
blonde. I'm like, oh, okay. Because I turn bright red when I drink sometimes. I'm like, oh, all right, maybe, maybe blonde's not the right color because like black pulls <laughs> it down a little bit. And it just pulls up like pages and pages. Like that's my diary. I just ask Google. Yeah. Google's my friend. <laughs> yeah. My God. Masumi, thank you so much for today. For storytelling. You have the prettiest smile. Oh my God. Hey. <laughs> This your is hairstyle is my favorite hairstyle that is literally i when i was a teenager had hair past my butt and i tried to get your hair i went to all these salons they're like we're not cutting your hair so i cut my own hair went back in i'm like now will you do it <laughs> <laughs> from the cranberries i can't it's very cranberries i can't yeah. i can't put into words what an absolute fucking joy thrill reward treat dessert to my evening it's been chatting with you thank you so much for these stories and for every bit of just you my god thank you amazing (laughs) amazing and all of you watching at home and listening wherever you are out there i hope you enjoyed this earful this has been masumi max here on licked and loaded we'll see you next time bye This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.